0: Third Sunday in Ordinary Time Prayer Psalm 27 Yahweh is my light and my salvation Whom should I fear? Yahweh is my fortress of my life Whom should I dream? One thing I ask of Yahweh One thing I seek To dwell in Yahweh's house All the days of my life to enjoy the sweetness of Yahweh, to seek out His temple. This, I believe, I shall see the goodness of Yahweh in the land of the living. Put your hope in Yahweh. Be strong. Let your heart be bold. Put your hope in Yahweh.
1: Reading the Word First reading, Isaiah chapter 9. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light on the inhabitants of a country in shadow dark as death light has blazed forth. You have enlarged the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at harvest time, as they exult when they are dividing the spoils. For the yoke that weighed on it, the bar across its shoulders, the rod of its oppressor, these you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the footgear clanking over the ground, and all the clothing rolled in blood, will be burnt, will be food for the flames.
2: Second reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Brothers, I urge you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, not to have factions among yourselves, but all to be in agreement in what you profess, so that you are perfectly united in your beliefs and judgments. From what Chloe's people have been telling me about you, brothers, it is clear that there are serious differences among you. What I mean is this. Every one of you is declaring, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been split up? Was it Paul that was crucified for you? Or was it in Paul's name that you were baptized? After all, Christ said me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not by means of wisdom of language, wise words which would make the cross of Christ pointless. Gospel.
1: Matthew chapter 4. Hearing that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and settled in Capernaum, beside the lake on the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the nations, the people that lived in darkness have seen a great light. On those who lived in a country of shadow dark as death, a light has dawned. From then onwards, Jesus began his proclamation with the message, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. As he was walking by the lake of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were making a cast into the lake with their net, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Come after me, and I'll make you fishers of people. And at once, they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw another pair of brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. And at once, leaving the boat and their father, They followed him. He went round the whole of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing all kinds of disease and illness among the people.
0: Hearing the Word Healing Divisions After powerful reassurance delivered by the previous Sunday's litage of the Word, we face the reality of the ordinary world, which is deeply divided. The Oracle of Isaiah delivers a beautiful and poetical, powerful expression of hope for restoration, a lifting of the darkness that envelops the land and the rejoicing of the people. But the question has to be raised. Why was the land covered by darkness, and its people consigned to the life of gloom. The answer has to be sought in the history to which the text refers. Isaiah spoke in reference to a dark and tragic period in the history of Israel. The prophet speaks of the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, Two Israelite tribes, referring to the so called Northern Kingdom, or simply Israel, inhabited the ten tribes of Israel. The remaining two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, formed the so called Southern Kingdom, often simply called Judah. In 732 BC, the Northern Kingdom was overrun by the Assyrian army, whose aim was to conquest and expansion of the Assyrian empire. The land was subjected to foreign rule, depriving the Israelites of freedom and autonomy. Assyrians also forced their own religion upon the Israelites, This meant honoring Assyrian gods, idols, whose temples and shrines were built throughout the land. Israel descended into a darkness of political and religious oppression from which it never truly recovered.
1: These catastrophic events did not occur suddenly or without a reason. Their roots lie in another disastrous event which occurred in 922 BC. In that year, the powerful state created by David and Solomon was broken up. The split came as a result of the arrogance and misrule of Solomon's son, Rehoboam, who succeeded his wise father. This young and obstinate king caused conflict between the two tribes of Israel leading to the division of the kingdom into two separate states, the northern kingdom, Israel, with the capital in Samaria, and the southern kingdom, Judah, with the capital in Jerusalem. The people of the one God now lived separated into two kingdoms. The next 200 years of history were marked by strife, between the two kingdoms, weakening them to the point of collapse. When the Assyrians came, the divided Israelites, shattered by centuries of conflict and infighting, could offer no meaningful resistance. The northern kingdom, to which Isaiah referred as the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, came under Assyrian power and was settled by the foreigners who mixed with the Israelites who remained. In Jesus' time, these lands were known as Galilee. Writing to the Corinthians, St. Paul begins by addressing the root cause of the numerous problems which plagued the community like the Israelites under Rehoboam. The Corinthian community was deeply divided. The reason for these divisions was not political or geographical. It was personal allegiances. Corinthian Christians claimed loyalty to different leaders, depending upon who brought them into the community by baptism.
2: There is a great irony here. Baptism, the right which brings a person into the community of God's people became for the Corinthians the very reason for shattering their community. Once again, the deadly power of division is evident. Paul sought to heal the problem by emphasizing that any allegiance to the human baptizers, no matter how wise or eloquent they are, is meaningless. What truly and only matters is union with Christ crucified to Christ and only to Him do Christians all their allegiance. All other distinctions are pointless and harmful. Jesus begins his ministry in Galilee. Matthew makes no less than four references to Galilee in these few verses. He names two towns, Nazareth and Capernaum and two Israelite tribes, Zeppelon and Naphtali, all to highlight the geographical location. Galilee had suffered foreign occupation for centuries and became known as Galilee of the Gentiles. In these references, Matthew highlights the deep divisions that existed among the people of Israel. At the time of Jesus, the northern lands which suffered foreign occupation were considered religiously and ethnically suspect or impure by the people from the south, Judea and Jerusalem. The Gospel of John contains clear reflections of this deep division. Nathaniel a pious jew hearing that jesus comes from nazareth asked the famous question can anything good come from nazareth similarly the people of jerusalem find it unthinkable that god's messiah could come from galilee galilee even if rich and fertile was seen as the land of darkness Yet, Jesus chose to begin his ministry in
1: Galilee. Moreover, he chose men from Galilee as his closest companions and apostles. They were simple Galilean and fishermen who were unlikely to live up to the high standards of purity and piety expected by the religious leaders of the day who were based in Jerusalem. Clearly, Jesus did not accept the dividing lines of the day. On the contrary, he chose to cross them. In Jesus, God stepped into a deeply divided world. In Galilee, divisions ran along ethnic and geographical boundaries. In Corinth, they followed personal loyalties and preferences. Yet the effect is always the same, both then and now. Divisions cover the land in darkness and place the veil of gloom over the human and Christian community. Jesus' mission to the divided world began with the call to repentance, which means literally turning around. He calls for the turning away from divisions and becoming a part of the one new community he calls the kingdom of God. How appropriately Jesus uses the metaphor of fishing to describe the mission of his first disciples. Fishing means gathering of fish into one net. A perfect metaphor for creation of new unity between people called God's kingdom. Divisions are destructive. The Israelites experienced that painfully in their history. Jesus came to heal divisions those divisions that exist between the people, but also that division which exists between God and humanity due to sin. He accomplished his mission and left the church with the task of a fisherman, bringing people into the one net of God's kingdom. In our divided world, this mission poses a profound challenge. However, we stand assured and sick As the psalmist stated, to dwell in the Lord's house as one people of God.
0: Listening to the word of God. Unity is an effective force to hold people together, to share a common vision, to reconcile differences and to develop common identity so that they may know who they are, and where they are heading. This unity has been threatened in our lives by divisions taking place within us and among us. In our time, we face the glaring divisions that characterize our world, politically, economically, and culturally. Christianity as a religion, and we as Christians have not been immune to divisions. In our churches, we encounter divisions in our parishes, small Christian communities, groups, and even in our families. The divisions shows its ugly head when the quarrels arise and conflicts develop. Divisions lead to defeat and follow a similar pattern. I am only a child. My family fights as many families do. Charged words are held. Doors are slammed. Walls, both physical and unseen, go up in a family that had been united. Sides are drawn, relationships broken, people divided. How many of us have experienced this same crushing situation in our families, communities or
1: churches? Disagreement on important issues is one of the most common causes of problems, prejudices and strife among God's people. Another important reason is competition for power, influence, and access to money. This also cause division and hate in the secular community. Divisions can start over any issue, important or unimportant. How to spend money, a disapproving look someone gave me, unfairness, misunderstandings between cultures, differences in wealth, and social injustice Wounds caused by these conflicts can scar so deeply that they become permanent, dividing lines in the soul of a family, church or community. Divisions are great scandal because they contradict the very essence of the church. That essence demands that the church be one, as Jesus so ardently desired but there is a way to stop divisions from taking hold. And perhaps more importantly, there is a way to heal a community, church or family, no matter how deeply its divisions run. We can and must move forward towards unity in a new way, but there needs to be a change much bigger than most of us have thought about or imagined. The Lord does not want some kind of endless state of civil war among us or a declared truce while hostilities in the hearts remain. He wants us to go way beyond divisions and return to the original state of unity that existed before divisions occurred. He desires that relationships be restored and communities and hearts knit together. Ending divisions that have disrupted harmony between believers or friends or families.
2: Christ, who has healed our broken relationship with God, took the initiative in healing what we could not heal ourselves, bridging the chasm that separates us from one another and himself. He reconciles us to himself and he calls us to be reconciled to one another. We can bridge our divisions and be reconciled in our families and communities when we take him as the source of our unity. If we realize that we belong to him and serve in his church, our divisions and differences become meaningless and artificial. We are one people under one Lord and we live for and serve one God. How foolish it is to be divided in God's family. Let us today celebrate our oneness and unity. Let us reflect on our vocation to be the agents of healing and unity in our often divided communities, families, friends, and church. Cross the river in a crowd and crocodile won't eat you.
1: Action. Self-examination. Reflect on your experiences of division and the feelings that accompanied these experiences. Did you ever create divisions? Reflect on the divisions that exist in the groups that you belong to. Ethnic class, gender, age, and race, and the consequences of these actions for those divided. Response to God Confess the sins of division by you, your group, your parish. Pray for a new beginning, where you'll be a channel of healing. Response to your world Identify divisions, that operate in your community, your group, family, parish, schools. What concrete steps can you take to promote healing in your particular community? Resolve to take steps to resolve at least one specific conflict among you. Prayer. Oh God, your love reaches out to every human being and for that we give you thanks and praise. We seek healing for our community and a way forward together. Gracious God, help us to treat others with respect and love, regardless of how our opinions differ. By your Spirit, help us to seek and promote an active spirit of healing and an open mind of discernment in the face of divisions. Help us inspire others to reflect the uniting love of Jesus in their relationships with all people. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.